Well, you're very welcome here to uh, the square in Killaloo at the top of the hill. And we're here for the Garda Centenary. My name is Jim Collins. And uh, over the next while, we'll be talking to uh, loads of people around here. Uh, various members of the Garda Síochána. I see the, um, the, the mounted unit are there. And also the dog unit. And we have um, the Coast Guard are here. And also... Uh, various other people that um, I'm I'm being approached now actually by the mayor of Clare. He's the, we're standing here at the gate of the church. The new mayor of Clare. I, I want to say congratulations again because we have met a few times. We have uh, and since, you. and you've been on the radio. But uh, Tony O'Brien, you're uh, you're welcome to Kildare, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jim, and, and it's great to see Scarif Bay out again. Uh, broadcasting all that is community, all that is important to us, and you're very welcome on this bright sunny afternoon yeah, to uh, Killaloo. It's great to see you here, and thanks for coming down. Well, I suppose as you say, Tony, and we're looking around here, and we see the Gardaí, we see the the Fire and Rescue, we see the Coast Guard, uh, and there's you know they're hugely important in terms of our our daily and weekly lives here in County Clare. Absolutely, and it's not. I mean, okay, we're celebrating the centenary of the formation of Garda Síochána, but you know, it's a great opportunity for us as a community to say thank you to, to the Gardaí, Garda Síochána, for the work that they, that they did and they continue to do in our communities and also to the other emergency uh, 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 units that are, are around the rescue, fire and service, the Coast Guard. You know, we live in a very beautiful and scenic spot. We have Ballycogran, we have, you know... Uh, two Mile Gate. Two Mile Gate, we have, we have the, uh, the, the River Shannon. And to think that we have all these people who volunteer of their time, give their free time to training, upskilling themselves, and uh, dedication to their to, to, to what they do. It's an opportunity for us all to say thanks. Thanks for what you do. We do appreciate it. And and, and we're all guilty, I suppose, at times. We don't say it often enough to yeah. thank you for what you do. You know? And we're here at the moment in the middle of Fela Brian Baru. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. The, the, the relationship and the rivalry and everything between Killaloo and Ballina. On the one hand, uh, you're twin towns and you cooperate hugely. And there's a rivalry then any time we're plenty for airy. So um, well, it's, it's a good, nice mix. Well, that's, that's, that's the beauty of it. We have a, 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 a slogan down here. Uh, two, uh, two towns, one community. And, uh, you know, it works very well. And great credit and, and, and I'm glad you, you, you mentioned the failure of Brian Burrow because great credit to the organising committee who totally volunteers and the, the, the list of events they've organised here since last Wednesday right through to this evening is phenomenal and, and they deserve all the praise and, and, and gratitude and thanks that we can give them and they deserve all the support from the people uh, uh, within our communities for what they've put on not just for adults but for the kids beat in the street here the other night and stuff like you know and it brings people into the area and what a wonderful day, sunny afternoon to showcase East Clare, Killaloo and, and okay and this says. But what we have in our communities, you know, it's, it's absolutely fantastic, you know. Yes, and it's, I mean, we've often said it on this radio station, but East Clare is the most fantastic place to live. Absolutely. And, and we, we're really, we're wanting for nothing. Absolutely. And again, I'm getting back into the, the, the things and we have the support services that will help to, to sustain that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the rescue services, 
anything happens, our backs are covered. And, and it's fantastic. It's just a wonderful occasion here this morning to say thanks and, and to, to everybody involved in, in, in the services that they provide, you know. Grand. Well, Tony, we'll let you enjoy the rest of the day as we said the sun. It's beautiful. Blue skies. Uh, looks fantastic. Your good wife is waiting for you over there. <laughs> so I'd better not detain her. Get into her bad books. Again, thanks to everybody involved in Scarif BFM and thanks for being down here. great well to be here. Thanks. thanks, Tony. Well, we're still here in uh, Killaloo, in the square in Killaloo. And I'm with the Fire and Rescue Service and Graham Tuhui. Graham, thank you for talking to us on Scarif Bay Community Radio. You're more than welcome. Tell me, what have you here this morning? Okay, so today uh, we have our Alpha One, uh, which is our fire engine or truck, as it's more commonly known as. Uh, we also have our Juliet, which is a small van sport support vehicle. And we've got six or seven personnel here just dealing with the public, answering any queries they have and showing the, the equipment around to the kids. Okay. And I suppose you are the fire personnel here in Kiddo. I'm the station officer based here in the station and we've got a sub-officer, uh, acting driving mechanic and six firefighters as well. In and you're on call, as a, you're not full-time? We're not called, we're retained, yes. Yeah, so oh, yeah. But we're available, oh, there's the a crew available 24-7, 365. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you're you're just based down the hill here, isn't that yeah, right? As, as the crow flies, it's what two hundred meters maybe from here down the down the hill from the green. Um, so we're centrally located in the town. So should there should there be an emergency, we'll uh, we, we converge fairly quickly. You know, and we, yeah. we have a, a reasonably quick response time then as well to the town itself. Yes, you know? and I see you have ladders. You have. Oh, I, I presume there's water in the vehicle. What, how much water do you carry normally? We carry eighteen hundred liters in that, which. I suppose it isn't a huge amount of water, but we do have uh, strategically located uh, tankers around the county. The nearest tanker we'd have would be in Scarif, so should we need backup, we'd be contacting the Scarif crew to come back. I know, us. yes. So you have, what's the, the the second vehicle you have there? So that's a, it's the van, it's a, it's a Juliet, it's a crew cab van, so we've got some support equipment on that. We've got um, equipment for emergency traffic management, your cones, skippers, bollards, that type of thing. We've got a... Um, our uh, flood response uh, equipment in there, um, so there's dry suits, uh, life jackets, um, off the top of my head, we've got yeah. a little raft as well in it, you know, yeah. so, so we're, we're fairly well equipped here. So traditionally you would have been called the fire brigade, but of course you're responsible, or not responsible, but you're, you're you, there's a response to lots of different situations I mean, other than fire. Traditionally it was fire, but yeah, there's, there's uh, the rescue element as well. In, I suppose we've uh, we've also got the medical aspects that we, we provide support in that regard as well. We're all trained as emergency first responders. We have uh, we carry an AED defibrillator. Uh, we've got a first responder bag, and we've got the personnel trained up to to, to use those. Um, we've also been called, you know, to various uh, incidents in relation to you know climate events, be it snow or Flood. high winds, floods, all of that. So we're equipped to deal with yes. all of those. And, well. and car accidents? Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our, our RTCs would be, road-based incidents tend to be, I suppose, the majority of our calls, be it an oil spill or be it a, the worst case scenario, an RTC, you know. So most of our stuff would be road-based. I know, yeah. yeah. Well, you have a lot of young people around the place here, and I'm sure they'd all love a go on the fire truck uh, today. Yeah, well, look, we'll... Uh, We'll, uh, we've got our personnel here now uh, looking after them here, so if they want to sit into the truck for a quick snap or whatever, yeah. that's okay. Lovely. You know? Well, Graham, thanks a lot for talking to us on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, and enjoy the day yourselves. And you enjoy it as well, all right? Thank, Thank you. you. I'm here now with uh, Garda Darren McLaughlin. 
Uh, Darren, uh, regular on Scarif Bay Community regular. Radio. <laughs> Not as hot as normal. Though. It's no, hot today out here. I, I have never been in a, in a Garda um, police van, so thanks for the God I haven't. Well, we're going to bring you in now, so. Yeah. So. <laughs> One second. We'll sit you in the front first, Jim. Well, the front is probably the best. We'll sit you in the front for now, but we'll get you in the, we'll get you in the back. Okay. So, um, yeah, sitting in here to the front. Uh, Close no. the door on you now as well. Okay, so uh, sitting in here in the front, and uh, it's fairly well equipped, I see a radio. It'd yeah. be a fairly powerful um, vehicle. It would be powerful, it'd have to be powerful though, because there's a big, big two cells in the back of this, so they need the power to, for the weight of the cells. So you've, yes. got, you've got all your regular lights on it as always, and the only difference with this now is you have two cells in the back, and you have more seats in the back as well for people. It's a regular van under than that in the front. Okay, and normally you can carry, what, three, three people here, three, here in the drive? Three in the back, and two prisoners then as well, if needs to be. There's two, okay. two cells in the back, Lovely. so there is. So I'll show you the cells now. If okay, we'll go back. Oh, I was okay, my first visit to okay. a cell, and hopefully my last. Sorry. We're just doing the radio here, folks. One second. So Jim now is going to go in here from Scarf Bay Radio. He's going to, he's going to go into the cell. Okay, I hope. Um, it's very dark in here. It's very dark. I hope we don't lose signal. Hopefully um, not. So we're inside. Are we okay? Yeah, yeah, we are. Just I'd be afraid Have we'd, a seat, we'd lose signal here. <laughs> okay. Genius, there isn't a. No. There isn't a lot of space no. here. That's stop movement as well. Yes. You know, and it's people moving all over. And it's very black. It's, very it's black, very dark. There is, light, there is lights inside when, at night time we turn them on. Like, yes. Itself. But the walls are metal and they're yeah. black. And, yeah, so... The they are indeed. They're I, metal indeed. I prefer the front, Darren. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be in the front from now on, Sergeant. Okay. And I see uh, there's bars as well and you have uh, perspex there perspex to... There, just, just to check on it. Yes. Okay. That's the tour of the van. Lovely. Well, that's very interesting now. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a fine vehicle anyway, and I suppose, you know, there's times when you need it. There isn't. There isn't either. And, there isn't and the two cells at the back are separate. Separate cells. There's yeah, no separate communication cells. between... No, no if, once, once it's closed. Yeah, it, so you can, can carry two people, but they, they can't communicate with one another. They could, they, they could shout, but you can turn on those fans and that's a dull the noise if you wanted to. Yes, I know. So, you know, it won't, it won't. They, would, they wouldn't normally communicate each other. Yes. Normally wouldn't be taking two to the same place anyway. Yes, I know. Possible. You know, as a public order prisoner or something, that's yeah. different. But okay. If you're arrested for a serious crime or that, you only putting one in at a time, you wouldn't be putting Yeah. So they couldn't be talking to each other. I know. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, it's 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 quite it's much more modern than it appears in old movies. Exactly. You know where they're all kind of thrown in in the back, but uh, no, no, it's, it's, only, it's only one, one per cell. That's it. Yeah, and it's that's, very that's the, it's, that's the rule. it's very secure. Very secure. Very secure. Very okay, secure. Darren, listen. Thanks a million. We'll, we'll talk to you Saturday. one of these Saturday. Saturdays. We'll see you next Saturday. Lovely. Okay. okay. Thanks, no Darren. Okay. Well, we're here again. Um, I'm released from the Garda van, and uh, I'm talking to Arlene White. Now, Arlene is not a Garda. But uh, Arlene is the secretary of the Brian Baru Festival. How is it going, Arlene? You, the, the weather has certainly smiled oh, on you. Oh my God, we couldn't have asked for better. Couldn't have asked for better, even though the committee are kind of giving out a little bit about it because they're running and racing in the heat and we're all suffering from a little bit of sunburn. But anyway, no, it's fantastic. We couldn't, couldn't ask for better. Um, and because everything is outside and has been since Friday evening, we're just blessed. We really are just blessed with it. I know. And has have the crowds turned out now over the last couple of days? Oh, they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And most of the things we've been organising have been sold out, and yeah, workshops booked out completely. And everyone is brilliant because they're getting out and they're supporting it and, and going to everything we're organising, which is amazing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the old photographs 
you have, uh, I, I see on the website, um, old and new photos of uh, Kildu Ballina. Yes, so that's down in the Pier Head, um, and that was done in conjunction with the Local History Society and Robert Fairfield and Siobhan Cahill of Buffalo Studios. So it's, it's basically a collection of photos from the Lawrence Collection and then what the exact look the exact picture now in 2020 and they've mm. been put together and printed on on um, courier board and they're down as a full exhibition in Pierhead. so it's fantastic i was there this morning as well just having another look lovely it's gorgeous. and you have an event organized in the lakeside this afternoon yeah there's a garden um, party starting at three half three this evening um there'll be music there will be burgers and hot dogs tony baloney the yes. clown will be there um, yeah. and atomic chicken playing and it's just again with this weather where where else would you want I know, to be only I know in the garden my grandchildren took special note of that event so oh, good, they're good. going to they'll uh, enjoy it they're They've crossing the bridge for that one face painting and ice cream and everything so what more do they want yeah and there's a great crowd here at the square fantastic uh, today isn't there yeah, with yeah, the Gardaí and various getting busy already yeah, yeah getting yeah. busy already and this is going on till 4 o'clock and there's more to come so um, yeah it's, it should be a, a great day, I'd say, yeah. And right. Loads of um, goodie bags, and you can see we have face painting starting up here. Yes. And Brian Brew's throne. I, I love the throne yes. up there. It's it's worth coming to Killaloo alone to see the throne. Yes, we have Brian Brew's throne, and you have the joy of getting your face painted on it. Lovely. Listen, Arlene, you're very busy, and there's people pulling out of you uh, all morning and all afternoon. So thanks a million. Good luck with the rest of the festival. Thanks a million, Jim. Okay. Enjoy. Bye. Bye-bye. So I'm here with uh, Chief Superintendent uh, Sean Colloran. Uh, you're very welcome to Antis Cariff Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much, thank you very much. You have a great event here now and then the crowds are, are getting, coming thick and fast. Yeah. Uh, fabulous event here today and congratulations on your centenary. Thank, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great moment. It's a great moment for Angarda Shikana and it's certainly a great moment for the, for the people of Killaloo and, and indeed, and indeed uh, all of East Clare. Um, you know, the amount of people here uh, reflects very positively on the community and, and also on, on the esteem in which Angarda Shikana and the Gardaí, the local Gardaí are held here. But also you, you see all our, our, our partner agencies and the emergency services as well. You know, you have the Coast Guard, the Fire Service, um, you know, the, the airport police indeed, we have everyone, you know. And it's nice for people to come and see them. Not in a, in, a, in a relaxed manner, not when they're actually doing their job. No, as you say, when you see a patrol car with a balloon attached to the front of it, um, you know it's probably slightly... It takes, it takes the harm out of it. it it's certainly not what you'd normally <laughs> see. I expect that balloon will be taken off eventually. But uh, yeah, and, and you see it, and it takes the, the fear away from what other people that may otherwise not, in, not engage with or see us in yes. this kind of community setting. I, I mean, the, the weather plays, plays a huge part in that as well. But even even when in these events nationally when there hasn't been good weather you know the crowds have always turned up yeah and right. we're very much part of the community yeah. we can only do our job with the support and the help of the community yeah. um, and that's a point really we have um, members of, of uh, the Killaloo district who come in every Saturday morning and talk to us on Scarlet Bay Community yeah. Radio and you know give us the lowdown on what's happening and I suppose that is a point that they're always hammering that uh, their work depends on the goodwill and the cooperation of the public and I suppose you, you have that in East Clare certainly. Absolutely and we see it in, uh, um, you're 100% right, I suppose Covid really showed us the value of close work relations with the public and, and indeed key, key people uh, in, in community areas. And, and really, as I say, our job is very much, uh, it's very much dependent on the support of the public. Uh, and COVID taught us the value of that. 
and, and it will continue to do so. Yes, okay. And it, it, it separates Angola the Shear Corner from other jurisdictions. Um, the relationship really is strong. And there are parts, obviously, there are times when, when people will feel we, we could be doing a, a better job, and indeed we could be in certain areas. But I mean, we're always looking to improve. And again, we, we'll, we'll take feedback. And at a day like today, as you said, where there's no stress involved, you know, it's a, it's, it's a day of celebration. I mean, that's. Um, that's something that we certainly cherish, and you know. Yeah. And Sean, you're based in Ennis, and you're you're res responsible, let's say, for the entire County Clare. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, County Clare. Yeah, Ennis, Ennis is the division headquarters, and we have uh, we have two we have two districts. Um, we have uh, and and you know we have the Killaloo would have been one of the one of the four districts a number of years ago, but uh, it's 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 a key part of of, of the Clare division. You know the whole, as you say, East Clare. It's, it's well populated now. There's a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people from, uh, you know, working in Limerick that are living in Killaloo, and indeed, they're living all around. That they're working all around the country. Yeah, Tulla is another yeah, place they, that's expanding. Exactly, and they use it as a base here. You know, so it, it has become more populated, um, and we're very conscious of the service we provide here. But um, I suppose from a policing perspective, it, it's looking at the whole of County Clare, and, and certainly we would always look to ensure that Killaloo is well supported because that. It's closer to other areas, really, than, I mean, uh, I suppose the natural border is, is, is something that, you know, people are always talking about, but certainly we see it as a huge part of, of, the, Clare, of the Clare Division. Uh, many thanks for joining us today on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Again, congratulations on what you have, the display and everything you have here today. And I think looking around, uh, people young and old are, are really enjoying it. No, 100%, and I want to thank yourselves and everyone in, in Scarif Bay uh, Community Radio for all the help and support you provide us. And I know, uh, speaking to uh, Inspector Michelle Maloney, um, she has always said, uh, you know, in terms of, of getting messages out, how much you support us, and we appreciate that. And like I said, every little bit of help we, we, we get, we, we, we appreciate. So again, thank you very much. Okay, our pleasure, Sean. Thank you very okay, much. Thank you very much, Ron. Thank you. No, I'm here oh, with yeah. two people from uh, Blood Bike Midwest. Uh, and that's John Sheedy and William Campbell. So first of all, John, many thanks for joining us on Scarif Bay Community Radio. No problem at all. Uh, delighted to, uh, to be on Scarif Bay. Uh, would you tell us, I know you have been on, I think you were on with Marie maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, could you tell us just what is uh, Blood Bike Midwest? That's right. Uh, I, was, uh, I was above in your studio there with Marie there going back a good few years ago now. So shortly after actually uh, we launched uh, uh, Blood Bike Midwest. Uh, we launched uh, Blood Bike Midwest back in uh, 2020. Very good. We might we might go up a little bit further. Um, that's the the beauty of live radio. Uh, things like that happen. And uh, anyway, John, walk away. That's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, that's just uh, the excitement here of the kids uh, blowing the hooters here. And uh, it is a, a great day down here in in Killaloo uh, for this open day. But any, I go back to where yeah I, I was above with Marie back there in 20. I think it was in around even 2015. I think I was back up there shortly after the launch of Blood Bike Midwest. Uh, um, Blood Bike Midwest uh, was founded by a group of lads and uh, to set up to help um, the hospitals in some way. Uh, to get, just to give back something. Uh, my own son uh, passed away from uh, meningitis. 
back in 97 and uh, we just wanted to give back something. We have a couple of bikes there now. Uh, our own bike, uh, one of the bikes is in memory of my son, Noel Shady. Uh, um, we have a couple of more bikes then uh, in memory of, of uh, Dan, and gallery dan gallery and uh you know just uh, just all people and, and mike sweeney and mike sweeney yeah, mike sweeney was one of our volunteers <clears throat> unfortunately he was um uh, killed in a motorcycle accident just after he finished his training so we named one of the bikes in his memory okay yeah we're joined by william campbell as well you're welcome also yeah william. thanks thanks great yes. great day here yeah. so so and and the work that you do then yeah, it's all it's all run by volunteers, uh, and uh, it is voluntary work uh, we do. It's uh, distributing uh, um, uh, blood products, uh, breast milk, which is uh, which was very popular back there. Uh, uh, we deliver uh, breast milk. There's only uh, one uh, uh, breast bank uh, or uh, breast milk bank in the country, which is up in in a skillen. So we have to uh, uh, get that down to uh, the ladies in maternity in Limerick and, and various hospitals throughout Ireland. So we do a link up system. Uh, now there is Blood Bike uh, West, there's Blood Bike East, there's Blood Bike Dublin and uh, and, and, and us as we saw call it Blood Bike Midwest. But mainly it will be delivering um, uh, for the hospitals anything uh, urgently um, uh, that can be uh, transported on, on a bike. We can get through the traffic a little bit easier, and uh, and and all the guys are are are, are trained to the, to the highest highest degree of, of RASPA. Uh, so like they're all they're all and they're all fantastic guys. Most of the guys are are there since the foundation, and they're just um, outstanding guys to give up their time. Uh, 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 like weekends, Willem will even fill you in there. Willem, yeah, I was in there yesterday. Yeah, we have um, just just to mention it's not only motorcyclists we have. Uh, we have a van which uh, non-motorcyclists can use and um, you know we welcome for non-motorcyclists to join our team as well and like uh, like John said we're all all the motorcyclists are trained to ROSPA which is uh, they work ROSPA works on the same book that the guards use the advanced uh, police motorcycling book um, so everything we carry whether it's breast milk or uh, patient samples or patient scans even they have to be transported to another hospital it's in safe hands okay so all of the hospitals <coughs> would have would have you on speed dial really and you would be working with the hospitals we're on, on, a we're on call 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year okay it doesn't matter if a hospital rings us on christmas day somebody, somebody will volunteer okay where are you based in, in the midwest we're based in limerick based on the bally simon road in limerick uh, we we share our premises there and um, uh, it, it's a central, it's central, so most of the lads can reach it within a fairly quick time if need be. But like John says, uh, we have marked bikes, which gets us through the traffic. Uh, we do have lights and sirens, but we don't need, we don't use them. We yes. don't need them. Yes. We don't need them. The only time we would use them if, is if we had a guard or escort, if something was really life, life threatening. Life threatening, yes. Yeah. And tell me, is there, um, would you, would you have uh, fundraising? Uh, it obviously there are costs involved in, yeah, in doing what you do, yeah, yeah. and you do it on a voluntary basis. Yeah, ev everyone, everyone is a volunteer. Um, all money's raised by fundraising, um, shaking the buckets, as it were. Uh, you'll often see us out, maybe at the Crescent Shopping Centre or the Parkway, or various other places. Um, we don't approach people. We're not, we're not hounding people to put money in the buckets. We just stand there, and anyone is welcome to donate. And we're also, um, we have a donate page 
on our on our blood bike site, yes. which people can donate in as well. Okay. So how would if somebody was interested for whatever reason in joining uh, or in helping out, how would they contact you? Um, we have a we have a website there, and uh, uh, we're on we're on Facebook as well, and uh, and there is there's no problem. Where there's a contact number there, they can find it on our website there as well. And uh, and we're you know we're open to as William said to uh, to anybody who's interested yeah, as a volunteer to help out. There's loads of different roles. Uh, we have quite even a, a few ladies there that that are uh, um, uh, driving the vans for us and they're doing other bits of fundraising. Uh, we have uh, a control um, which are uh, uh, there's a couple of people that would man the phone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. we have the, uh, we have them there as well. So everybody is uh, is 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 welcome to to, to join. Do you know and. If I, if I can give you the number there, uh, the contact number to contact us, it's 089-4973-666. That's our contact number. Okay. 089-4973-666. That's correct. And, and it's bloodbike, uh, Midwest at google.com. Uh, and uh, and we're on Twitter there uh, and uh, and and that kind of thing on Twitter it's Blood Bike Midwest. Plus on on the uh, on the website there is uh, uh, an application form that can be downloaded and you can fill that in and send it into the address on on the website. And as soon as that comes in, uh, funnily enough, it's actually myself who looks after that. So I'll be the first point of contact. Yes. So I hope I don't frighten people away. <laughs> so I'll just bring him into the base and just explain what we do, show him around. And then after that, we go through a process of training. Um, there's HSE training, showing them around the, um, uh, the blood bank and, and the laboratory and uh, various other bits and pieces that need to be done before they're on the road. Lovely, lovely. Well, I mean, fair play to you. You do great work, very necessary work and something that most people mightn't even think of, you know, as, as work that it just happens and, and you're there at the background to it. So listen, Sean, or John, and William, many thanks for joining us today on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And please, God, if you're ever doing anything or fundraising or anything, just give us a shout, and, uh, you know, we'll always welcome you to studio. Lovely. Thanks very That's much. Great. Thank okay. you very much. God bless Bye-bye. 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 Still here in Killaloo, uh, the sun is beating down on us here on the square in Killaloo, where uh, the church is behind us, the Garda station is in front of us, and the pe- loads of people milling around here, young and old, and having a look at all that's on display. So I'm with Damien uh, Madden, and Damien is from uh, the Irish Coast Guard, Garda Costa Heron. Damien, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community how are Radio. We? How are you getting on? Not too bad. Tell us what what you have here first of all, Damien. So on, on display today we have all our response vehicles. Um, we have our incident command vehicle uh, for ongoing incidents. We'd have the incident command on on um, for, for the guards or whoever wants to coordinate an incident. Um, also on display we have our underwater camera which is stationed in Killaloo. So it's an ROV that goes down 200 feet underwater and we can have a live feed back to the incident command of what's underwater. And we also have our new drone on display as well. So Killaloo is one of the lucky units, um, the Coast Guard, um, they're kind of dotting drones around the country in certain units. So we have three in the unit, myself and two of the guys are after getting trained up at the IAA as drone pilots. And uh, that's going to be, we'll be on call basically 24-7 if there is a missing person anywhere around County Clare, North Tip, 
or anywhere requested really um, and we can go and do drone searches as well. I know and of course I mean looking even at social media and looking at the papers uh, almost every week uh, there are incidents here along the Shannon and Loch Derg where, where people are in need of assistance and you see where the, the Coast Guard and the, the various you know, units that coordinate together go and rescue people. That's right, yeah, I suppose we'd be one of the busiest Coast Guard units in the country. Um, so, so far this year we've responded to 24 emergency calls. Um, then, I suppose we're lucky on Lockdown that we have the RNLI then in Drummondier. So they respond to everything up that side of the lake, um, coming down and we kind of cross over um, around kind of Mount Shannon, Parker's Point area. Um, so, yeah, we're very lucky that there is two rescue services there on call 24-7 to respond. And, you know, we are very, very busy on Loch Derg. Yeah, And, of course, the, we said the underwater unit that you were talking about a moment ago, I mean, I suppose that, that you know, obviates the need for, for divers, perhaps, some of the time. Yeah, yeah, I suppose the good thing about the ROV is, you know, if you have a dive team that comes in, they can only dive for so long and do so many dives a day, where the underwater camera can be operated all day long, all night long, if you want. Um, so you have constantly underwater searches ongoing with your ROV, so it's a great piece of equipment to have. Yes, and that works on the lake here, obviously, or the river. Uh, yeah. Does it work in the sea as well? Yeah, I suppose it, can, it has its limitations of what flow and, and the currents that it can go, go into, but we can go into a five knots flow with it, and it'll hold against a five knots current. Yes. So yeah, it's, um, it can go into most, um, most, most water and it'll operate in, no problem. Yes. Okay, where are you based now yourselves? So we're based here in Killaloo in Purehead. So it's the ESB compound at the bottom at Pier Head. So we've been there um, since the unit was was uh, founded, and we're at the moment we're hopefully um, trying to get a, a full-time station somewhere in the local area. Um, it's important. We're, we're still working out of two 40-foot lorry containers, um, so we we have vehicles that are left out in the in the weather as well so we're just we're bad badly need of a full-time station to be honest and have you many personnel working for you here so we have 20 volunteers operational at the moment and you know if, if there's an incident every one of them are needed because you need so many on each boat because we have two we have two rescue ves vessels we have one um, on a floating pontoon at Pier Head. so when the call comes in we can get onto that vessel just drop the engines and reverse off the pontoon um, so that that's a red bay, eight meter red bay with twin 115 horsepower engines on it. So then we have another vessel on a trailer, a four meter D class with a 40 horsepower engine. So that's on a trailer 24/7, and we can respond out of the station within a couple of minutes to any small lakes or rivers around Clare, Tipperary, wherever wherever we're requested. So we're, we're ready to go all the time, and it's all done on a voluntary service. The lads are on a pager system, and um, so you know. Obviously, with the bridge in Killaloo, it, sometimes it's very difficult to get to the station when there's a call out, um, and that's that's our biggest problem, I suppose, at the moment, mm. is our volunteers are at the Tipperary side of the bridge trying to get across through traffic. Mm. So hopefully, when the new bridge comes, it will make bridge, that a bit easier. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose we have to have everything ready to to go at the station. So once we come back off one training session or incident, everything has to be made ready that within seconds, once we get to the station, we can go operational straight away. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, is from the time somebody makes a call that someone is in trouble, mm. uh, you, you're talking minutes before you yeah. get out and uh, you're on the water yourselves. Yeah, so we operate the very same as the retained fire service. So they're the same, they have everything ready in the fire station, within minutes they get down and they respond out. So we've been exactly the same. Um, so, you know, most of the times we can be operational 
anything between five and ten minutes we're on the road or we're on the water operational again depending on the traffic so weekends like this weekend that's really good weather around Killaloo traffic can be very heavy and um, so we would have some members might stay in the station during the day or they'd have vehicles that they can respond across to the station um, through traffic if they needed to. So, you know, we have to take everything into consideration on, on the good weekends and stuff over the summer that we have crews on call all the time. Yes, and I mean, with the boats you have then, the ability you have to, let's say, go from here to Mount Shannon, you would go there fairly quickly. Yeah, we can do Mount Shannon from Killaloo in probably anything between 7 to 10 minutes we'd be in Mount Shannon. Yeah, yeah so yeah. the twin 115 horsepower engines, the, the, the boat will do about 38 knots. So, you know, it, it's, it's a fast vessel. You yes. can get there and get... And the same with the RNLI and Drummoneer have the similar vessel with similar engines. So, again, we're very lucky here that we have two rescue services ready to respond at any time. You know? I know, good. And I see you're getting load, plenty of interest over there. Plenty and, of interest, yeah. People the, calling to see you. Yeah, the kids love the vehicles and uh, we have the all-terrain vehicle there, which is um, a great asset to the unit for missing persons when we're up hills and stuff. So the all-terrain vehicle can go anywhere, really. And the kids love that. Love yes. Getting in and out of it. And then we have two four by fours, and we have the all train vehicle in the unit. And we have everyone is first aid trained, so we can get response up to the hills very fast from Killaloo if, if needed. Okay. So I suppose it's something that we try to get across to members of the public as well. If they get in difficulty up in the hills, to ring 999 and look for the postcard as well, um, and we can respond out. You know? Yes, and a lot of people, I'd say, wouldn't realise that. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Damien, listen, thanks for, for no talking to us. Uh, Damien Madden from the Irish Coast Guard. Uh, delighted to have you today on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And as I said to the, the last people who were here, uh, you're always welcome in the studio to let us know how you're doing. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. We're still here in Killaloo, and uh, I'm standing beside an enormous horse. And sorry, I didn't ask your name. David Early is my name. David Early. Garda David Early. Yeah. Garda David Early is uh, mounted on the. What would you call this? Uh, this uh, animal. Uh, his name is Reen. He's a registered Irish draft, and the Irish draft horse is the horse that we we mainly use for the Garda mounted unit. Yes. And what kind of? Um, Qualities now, temperament, etc. Yeah. Would you be looking for temperament is very important, the, 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 and height as well. But temperament is is the key. You need a horse that will, you know, doesn't mind the noise or the hustle and bustle of today and the sirens going off and things like that. So, yeah. But it's all about um, getting used to it. So the the, the horse either has it or he doesn't. But the more he sees, the better he'll be. Okay. And when you say height, I presume that means for you to be above the any exactly 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 so that high visibility the f we're up so high people can see us from a distance and we can see them so if the, if the likes of a large crowd we can see over the crowd whereas the guard on the ground can only see yes. 10 or 15 feet in front of him so what height is he he's 17 hands two okay which, so that's we we had a 16 one in when we were in Spencer hill a couple of weeks ago right, but right. Uh, this guy is, is much yeah, bigger. The, minim, the minimum height for our horses is 16.3. Yes. And then the, the biggest one we have at the minute is 18.1. Okay. So, so what, what type of work now would you normally be involved our, with? Our day-to-day -day, uh, work is high visibility patrols. We do patrols in Dublin city centre. But because of COVID, uh, there was COVID uh, restrictions, we haven't done travelled around the country for the last two years so now that everything is opened up again like fairs and shows and matches and concerts so anywhere where there's a large crowd the mounted unit will be there to to police it 
from a, a high visibility point of view. I know, and I suppose if you were inclined to cause trouble and you saw a heart like this size coming towards exactly. you, you'd think twice. Exactly, you would, and that has happened where we have um, closed off streets or there's been, a, say, a, a rowdy crowd at a soccer match or things like that. If you have six horses lined up in the street, they'll... Yeah. Quieten down fairly quickly, you know. And are you with this fellow now most of the time? Most of the time, yeah. You're assigned a horse for a year, year and a half, okay. and uh, you get to know what he likes and doesn't like. Yeah. Um, and you develop a good relationship. With you him. would, yeah, you would. He knows you, and you know him. But if you'd be able to ride every horse in the yard, but you're still assigned a horse. So, for example, if I came into the stable this morning and he lost a shoe or he had been working for the last four or five days, you, you, you give him a break, you take another horse out. Yes. But right. you're assigned a specific horse. Or yes, horse. okay. Yeah. And he has a, he's a nice temperament. Oh, good temperament. You'd, you'd get fond of him. Yes, you would, yes. It's a, it's a pleasure on a day like today to, to do a patrol on Rhein. Yeah. And where are you based? We're based in Orsonuktoran in the Phoenix Park in Dublin. Oh, lovely. And how many horses altogether? At the minute we have 13 and we have room for 15. We have 15 stables. Yes. So back in 2002, Mary McAleese gave us permission to stable... Uh, the horses and be based in or Sanukdoran, which is ideal because you're close enough to Dublin city centre and you're also close enough to the M50 to because we're a national unit we're on the road a good bit yeah and that's what I was going to ask you uh, you can be anywhere in the country anywhere in the country and, and as I said now that Covid restrictions have lifted for example today we have two in Ballina and Mayo we have two in Monaghan today we have two in the city centre Dublin and two down here in Ballina Lovely. So okay, what did you say his name was again? His name is Rian. 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 He's, he's absolutely yeah. beautiful. Thanks he's a, very much. He's a lovely horse. He is. And uh, listen, good luck with him anyway, and I hope you enjoy your day here in Killaloo we today. We so far so good, and, and, and we were down here a couple of years ago for the Emergency Services Day as well, and we enjoyed it that day as well. So. Yes, well, the sun anyway came out today. It came you out brought today. the sun exactly. with you, Exactly. Doctor. It's Doctor. following us around the last couple of days. It is. Well, leave it after you know when you go back. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thank you very much. Okay, God bless now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, I'm here with uh, the lady who's organising all of this today, or responsible for it, and that's uh, Inspector Mich Michelle Maloney uh, here in Kildare. Michelle, uh, you're very welcome to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much. About time you got me, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> We were searching for you, Michelle. Yeah, I know, but, uh, I just, it was during COVID times and everything, so and I was a bit shy to go on the radio. Well, so. we're there every Saturday morning, but your colleagues come up every they Saturday do, morning. Great, we great. had we had Aidan Whelan yesterday. Yes, uh, yes. And we have somebody else. Uh, um, Declan O'Keefe. Declan organised uh, it. Yes, that's right. Anyway, you must be very pleased with today because yeah, uh, it's just uh, the crowds here, the, the sun first of all, but the crowds and all the various. Uh, groups that you have here yeah no it's absolutely fantastic um, I suppose it's an honor to be marking the hundredth year of Angarda Siakana and it's nice for a small little area like East Clare to put our mark on the ground as well and 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 um, celebrate it and what's even more important is that the public have come out to celebrate with us and they're showing us their support of of us yeah. and the other emergency as, services as they do through the year absolutely Michelle. fantastic fantastic yeah. we had a lovely mass here now this morning celebrated by father grace um uh, we tour the station and now we've the big gig on here with everybody the horses the dogs the the uh, water unit and all the specialist units, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So uh, now you have so many different groups here. It was the first time I was ever in a Garda wagon, uh, in the <laughs> oh, cell of it. Officially or so unofficially? <laughs> either. <laughs> 
And did you get into our cells in the station? No, I, I didn't because I thought you mightn't let me out. Oh, that, that could be, that could, yeah. it could happen too, that's well, right. Tell me, uh, there, there was, there's obviously a fair bit of organising. You've been working at this for weeks, I would imagine. I, I, in fairness, um, Sergeant Ness Ryan, she's a sergeant in charge here, she has put a lot of work into it and then we'd all come up with an idea and we'd, it's, it's added and added and added to this fantastic day that you see here in front of us. So it's amazing. Yeah, yes, yeah. I know. And how many guards have you here in Killaloo altogether? Well, I cover all of East Clare. So all in all, I so this area that I'm responsible for um, covers Tulla, Scarif and Killaloo. So we would have about 35 guards attached to the area. Yes. Now, not enough. If you're, if you're, of course. Talking, if you're yeah. talking to my chief, we do not have enough. Yeah. But what we do... What we do have, we try our very best and try and people, keep people safe and we're out and about in the community as much as we can possibly helping people. I know, and some feedback, you know, to our radio station, you know, people are delighted to see the Gardaí out and about yes. in the community. Yes. Because it means it's a safer community. And, and quite often, you know, the, the Garda, whoever Declan sends in on a Saturday morning says, well, actually, there's no crime to report this week. <laughs> and, and which is no, which doesn't happen accidentally. No, but you know, prevention is better than cure. And you can't measure prevention. But as you say, like, I'm nearly afraid to say, thankfully, we've had a few quiet weeks, you yeah. know, and we're actually in our peak season now with tourists and everything around the place. And thankfully, nothing too untoward has happened or is happening in the area. But again, I put that down to the lads being out and about, meeting the people, being yeah. seen around being the place. Being visible, I Being think. visible. It's very, very important. I call yeah. it being proactive yes. rather than reactive. Yes. Well, as well as that, I mean, the, the various Gardaí that are around, are, they're known in the community at yes. this stage. Uh, yeah. You know, have they become known soon well, after they around a long, long time. Now, I'm only yeah. new pop into the area, even though I do live in the area, so I, yes. I, I know people, and my sister was stationed in Killaloo before me, so um, yeah, no, it's very, it, it is important, and the lads that are here want to be here, and that makes a huge difference. Okay, well listen, thanks for having us today, and for facilitating us, uh, talking to us, and we, we talked to your colleague, uh, Sean Callan, the Chief Sean Super, Colleran. Sean Callan, yes, yes. a bit earlier, yes. and uh, so listen, good luck, continue good luck, and uh, that you may continue to have uh, long into the future the cooperation of the population here Absolutely. in the Absolutely, and we'll meet you some other Saturday morning for uh, a, a chat as well. Sorry. Lovely, but you're welcome anytime, Michelle. Thank, you very, Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless. Okay. We're here in Killaloo and I'm with Garda Patrick Harrington of the Dog Unit. Patrick, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much. Um, here as part of the Community Services Day that's going on here in, under beautiful sunshine in 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 in, in Killaloo today. Yes. Um, Always uh, sunshine here in County Clare. Oh, in East Clare, anyway. Ah, uh, beautiful. It's beautiful here now today, and the large crowds here looking at all the different equipment that's on display, from the fire and rescue to the coast guard to the to different specialist yeah. units in in Angarishinikon, including myself from the dog unit. Well, you have you have what three dogs in yeah, the in the. Correct, uh, at the moment here today, I have, I have three dogs with me today. So I have two German shepherds. Um, the, the eldest lemon is, is is laser. He's nine and a bit, going on on to ten. So he's he's coming up for retirement, and then I have his 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 younger colleague Cody, who's only eighteen months and who's in training to take over as his replacement. Okay. So, so what does he do? Um, the general purpose dogs are multi multi role use. Um, so number one, they're trained for the search and rescue of missing or vulnerable people. So they're trained to search and rescue dogs and utilised on a, on a fairly regular basis in that role. Yeah. So what, what would that mean now in, in, in practice? So a laser is trained to search large areas of ground quickly to detect human scent. 
So if a person was missing in a wooded area or in fields like that, the smell of a human is, is an alien smell to the smell of the trees, the flowers, the shrubbery, the grass and the wildlife. And he's trained that once he knows that if he goes into an area and searches, if he detects human scent and we all, everywhere we walk and everything we touch, we discard human scent onto it. He knows then that when he finds the person, he gets his reward, which is normally just a ball. And he knows then he gets to go home for a break. So he's also trained then to search buildings for offenders. He's trained to search crime scenes for anything contaminated with human scent that might have been discarded. He's also trained to chase and apprehend people. So I'm pushing on now. I've 25 years in, in Angarda Sheikhan, and I'm not as fit as I, as I, as he, I was. He can run faster than he, you. He can run an awful lot faster. He, 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 he has four legs compared to my two old ones. Yeah. So um, in fairness, he's very, very good at it. And so basically, if I send him after someone, if he gets them and they're still running, he's, he'll, he'll grab onto them and he'll take them down and he won't let go. But if they stop running before the dog gets them, the dog will just sit in front of them and bark at them and guard them, it's known as. Okay. So he won't let that person run away. But, and he's trained, obviously, not to injure the person. But well, no, if he's, if, he's, if he's running after them and they're still running when he gets them, he will bite them. And he's trained to bite them. But, again, that's only in certain limited circumstances that you'd be releasing the dog off the chase. It would want to be a fairly serious incident. Yes. That, that where, where a perpetrator is armed with an, with an implement like such as a knife, an iron bar or a firearm. Yes. And when you, you talk about the scent and the human scent, obviously the dog's sense of smell is infinitely greater than ours. Oh, completely. And I mean, I, um, we, we, had a, we had a situation a couple of years ago where um, in Cork where um, a fellow was caught for breaking into houses and he was hiding in such dense shrubbery that um, even one of our planes came down from Dublin with, with, its, with, with its thermal camera and couldn't find him and it was only for laser in his nose that got him um, in, in hidden under the biggest, dirtiest, sharpest, most heaviest, dirtiest bush ever. I was covered in blood coming out of it because it was, it was, it was, a, day, it was a day like this. Yes. And um, that was probably one of his best captures because that fellow was actually wanted over in, in Scotland for the attempted murder of a police officer over there. So when he's finished his sentence here now for the crimes he committed here, he's going to actually be extradited back over to Scotland to face an attempted murder charge of a police officer. Yeah, so and it's serious work that these dogs are, you know, are trained to yeah, do. Yeah, extremely serious. And, I mean, we, we do a training day with them once a month where we don't take any calls and we don't, we don't do any searches. And we spend the whole day just training, doing scenarios. Myself and the other three dog handlers that are based covering Clare, um, so at the moment we have four dog handlers covering the southern region and the southern re region consists of Clare, Tipperary, Cork, Limerick and Kerry. Okay. And, but uh, we also go outside of that if there's a need, a need for dogs in other parts of the country. Like me personally I've been to Donegal doing searches and I've been up around Drogheda to Dundalk all along the border. So I've been up around west, the west of Ireland. So. I think I've most, most most counties covered at this stage of my service. Yes, and Laser now is heading towards retirement, yeah. as you say. How, how long does it take for a young dog, the young German Shepherds, to be trained in? Well, the new German Shepherd, I got him at 12 weeks of age, and I've been working away with him since, he was, since I got him. So we've been doing various bits and pieces, but now it's getting a bit more intense because... Uh, Laser will be retired in the next couple of months and then he'll be taking over full time. So what age, how long have you had him then? Uh, I've had Laser since he was five no, months old. But the, the new dog? The new dog, I've had him since he was 12 weeks old. And, that and I've been training with him all, ever since. So what so age is he now? He's a year and a half. Oh, yes. So okay. we're just waiting to do a course in Dublin to get a slot available to go up and do the course in Dublin. But hopefully I'll have the majority of the work done with him so that when the course does come along it should only be a matter of a couple of weeks, say three to four weeks to certify him and qualify him because I have to be examined by one of the uh, in, one of the other instructors in the unit in Dublin 
and he'll, he'll certify that the dog is capable of doing all the different aspects of the work. I know. And I mean, I imagine if you have had laser for a number of years, you would get quite close to him. Oh, we ferocious bond with all my dogs. All these dogs live with me at home. They travel to work with me every day. They're in work with me every day. Travel home with me every evening. And on my days off, they live with me. So I don't own any of these dogs. They're all owned by Angarda Shikana and the Department of Justice and, and the government. But when they go to retire, then the handlers always give them first option, and I've always kept my retired dogs. Yes. I couldn't let. I wouldn't like to see them going anywhere else. Just no, because you, you would build a great relationship, oh. I would imagine. Yeah, my my first uh, ever sniffer dog was a black lab called Jessie. She got cancer three and a half, and she got put to sleep in my arms, and I realised then how much of a bond I had. I with know. Them. I was heartbroken for days. Yes. But sort of, uh, you have to move on then, and like you don't you, like with the public order dogs, especially. They're there to take the hit. If someone's going to get stabbed or if someone's going to get shot, it's, it's supposed to be them. But ideally, we try and ensure that that doesn't happen. But if it has to happen, then it's better that they get injured rather than, than a person than me or an, another member of the public or yes. or another guard. So, But um, we do intense training to keep them at, at, a, at a very high standard. And then when you get days like today, he caught that fellow that, that's wanted for the attempted murder of the police officer's gun. They're, the, they're, the, they're the, the most rewarding days you'll ever get. Yes. Now, you have another, is it a lab you a have lab as well? Yeah, he's six, and that's a sniffer dog? That's uh, Je- that's Rex, and Rex is one of our um, guard sniffer dogs. So we have dogs in the unit that are trained to find explosives, but Rex is uh, is a drug and firearms detection dog, so he's trained to find cocaine, ecstasy, cannabis, speed, uh, firearms, anything contaminated by firearms residue, and then he's also trained to, to locate and indicate on cash. So he's, a, he's all the things that are okay. that, that, that the ball boys and the ball girls should be having, guns, drugs and cash. A dog that can locate cash could be a useful dog. It could be very useful, <laughs> we just have to find it when, it, when we're out walking in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me, what's the what the training now for that? Is that a Again, the training for, for the sniffer dog is actually shorter than the public order dogs, because the general purpose dogs, the German Shepherds, their, 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 their initial course would be for a novice handler would be approximately 16 weeks, and um, a dog... Um, a sniffer dog with an office handler would be about 12 weeks, but once the handler and gets a bit of experience, any handler then should be able to train up a new dog in approximately four to six weeks. So if you were doing, let's say, a search um, for, for drugs or a search for arms or, or whatever, yes. you'd bring him with you oh, to, the, to the premises that you'd be yes. searching? so just to the house, the premises, the woods, um, the fields, whatever, wherever, wherever we get information to suggest that there's illegal stuff being stored or, or being stashed. So um, we, we would then search that and he'd, he'd have a very high success rate. Yes. So that's why he's used all over the country because people are much happier to go search him when he's with them. I know, and his, he gets a reward as well. He gets a reward which is his tie on a piece of string. He gets a ball on a piece of string. And all he wants to do then is play a tug with you. So yes. all he wants is a game of tug. <laughs> and that's, so these dogs actually, when they go out to work, if that work for them, it's a game. Yes. And all they're looking for is their tie. Yes. And they know yeah. that the quicker they find the, the stuff they're, they're looking for, the quicker they get their tie and the quicker they get to play. Yes. So, so, so he stays with you as well? All, all those dogs live, yeah, stay with me on a permanent basis. Yes, so yeah. And I, I wouldn't see them going anywhere else. I know. What part of the country then do you cover? I mean, you're, you're from Cork. I, I'm from Cork and I'm based in Cork City, but we're, we're attached to the Southern Region Dog Unit. And the Southern Region encompasses Clare, uh, Tipperary, uh, Limerick, Kerry and Cork. So we do a lot of travelling, which is the one drawback of the job. But, is it, but when you're going to do something that you love and that you enjoy doing, 
travelling to do it is, is, is much of a hindrance. Yes, okay. Well, Patrick Harrington of the Garda Jog Unit, uh, many thanks for joining us on Scarif Bay Community Radio today. And uh, good, enjoy the rest of the day here and the sunshine in Killaloo County Clare. I will indeed. Thanks very much. Well, we're here with Sergeant Annette Ryan of Killaloo Garda Station. And uh, Annette, we, first of all, you're very welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, we're, you are nearly at the end, I think, of, a, of what has been a long day for you. Are you happy with how it's gone? We had an amazing day here today. It's been absolutely fantastic. We're very lucky, first of all, for, very fortunate with the weather. Um, and we had a fantastic turnout. Um, we started our celebrations this morning with a centenary mass celebrated by Father James Grace. Uh, which would give a lovely, give a lovely mass, and uh, we had all retired members attended and serving members and members of the emergency services. So it started off with a lovely start. We have great weather for the day. We're very, very lucky. The sun is shining, and uh, we had a great turnout, uh, fantastic turnout for specialised units of members of Garda Shiaqana. Um, we had the armed response unit down with us. Uh, the dog unit, very popular. A lot of people over with Pat the dog unit, um, we had the mounted unit, uh, which is a lovely patrol around the town as well, with the festival going on, there's a lot of people around and it's great to be able to, you know, get down and talk to them and uh, we have our own local uh, mountain bike, uh, who was patrolling around the area as well. So we had a great turnout from the public, which we're delighted with, and uh, as I said, the emergency service that we work with on a daily basis. It's lovely to be in a position um, to, to have them here with us. Um, and uh, In a non-working uh, situation. Yes, exactly. In a, in a nice, positive environment. You know, sometimes, you know, we do meet them in, I suppose, you know, more trying circumstances if we're going to an accident and so forth. So it's lovely to be here on a, a really nice day and have, um, have them here with us. And uh, as I said, in a very positive light. Yeah. And that people can come and have a chat with them and uh, and ourselves and uh, as I said have a tour around the station and um, see how, how the workings how we, how we get on in that. Yeah well I suppose a lot of planning has gone into today you know particularly for yourself. Yeah we look at we were very fortunate here um, that we have uh, great support in relation to it. It's been the past number of weeks uh, being in contact with uh, a lot of people um, who have come out and helped out in abundance, particularly the likes of Arlene White, who's uh, the chairperson of the committee for the festival, Brian Brew Festival. And we've always worked very closely together over the past number of years um, with the festival, um, but they have been absolutely amazing. There's a committee there that work all year round in relation to getting um, the likes of that up and running. So um, they've assisted us greatly today as well. And uh, my own colleagues um, have been fantastic. You can see them out there beavering away and working away today, giving water yes. and yeah. uh, in all sorts of uh, uniforms on the day. And um, also, as I said, the likes of the fire brigade, um, the um, coast guard, absolutely straight away, no problem with anything at all, whether they can assist us with, they have done so. So I'd just like to thank everybody for that support and um, assistance in the planning. Yes, yeah, it does take a little bit of planning, all right, to get everything together on the day. I'd imagine but, uh, so. It looks it looks simple when we just rock up and have a yeah, look at it. But yeah, yeah. I, it's been my first time in the Garda station mm. here in, in Killaloo, thankfully. Yeah. But uh, I just taking a walk through there, uh, you've a lot of old memorabilia on display today. 
That's right. We're very, very lucky. We had uh, Sergeant John Reynolds down from the Garden Museum and uh, he provided a number of old uniforms and memorabilia from um, the, the foundation of Angarda Shea from 1922. And even at the Mass this morning, we actually brought up uh, original hat, original uniform from 1922. Um, so we had them um, dotted out around the station and we opened the station to the public that could come in and have a look around. It's a very different uniform to what we have today, a very different uniform to what we're, we're going forward with. Um, you could see the, 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 you could even see, physically see the heaviness of the, of the, yes. of the thick, material. thick material and you can imagine it with raining, you know, that it was even heavier again, you know, in, in times gone by. So um, it was, we were very fortunate and we'd you know, like to thank John for, for, for providing that to us on the day. And it was a great hit as well. It was lovely. You know, a lot of people came in to have a look at it and see and he'd lovely backdrops and the story um, behind um, on Garage Chiacona. So, um, and you had a good few fortunate. photos. Photographs. You have a good few photographs on display there. Yes. Um, I, I saw a very spruced up looking Paddy Lowry and Albert <laughs> Kelly uh, in a, an old photograph there on the table. Yes. Uh, two men I, I, we would know well in Scarif. Yeah, and it's great. Look, at, it's fantastic. Again, you know, photographs have come um, from the public. They've come from retired members. I've had phone calls from um, different people around the country in relation to they've had family that were in Angarda Siakona or joined Angarda Siakona back in 1922 up to 1927 um, in the local area and you know they're they're dotted now all over the country but um, they made contact with me to talk about their relations and so forth that uh, came from here and joined, joined on Garda Siakana. But yes, it's lovely to have that memorabilia there, lovely to have the photographs to look back on. Um, a few years pass around so quick, um, you know, That's and right, see yeah. them in their, in their... We all move on a we bit. We all move on a bit, yeah. And especially, I suppose, with our, with our job, with transfers and that, you know what I mean? That um, you could be here for maybe five or six years, and next thing you're moved on and gone to a different division or gone to a different county. But yeah, it's lovely to have, we, and we're very fortunate actually, we have a great um, number of retired members living in the area. And uh, when, when they do get together, and you know what, after COVID it's lovely that everybody was able to get out today and, and, and ha you could see that particular table with the photographs, you could see the conversations that were being had around it, which yeah. were absolutely lovely, you know. Well, I suppose it's, it's a theme we've had today. I mean, I was talking to the, the chief superintendent and also to inspector uh, Michelle Maloney. Um, and, and even talking to Declan O'Keefe and the various Gardaí who come into Scarif Bay Community Radio or talk to us on the phone every Saturday, um, that you have a very close working relationship with the community here in East Clare. And, and I think that can't be overstated. Absolutely, 100%. Um, we are so fortunate. Um, the support that we receive in the community is, is, is outstanding and we have, a, we have a fantastic relationship with them. Um, you know, as I said, around the place, you could see that today, mm. you know, you could see that, you know, you'd hear Annette or you'd hear, you know, the, the lads' names um, um, being called out because they know they're down on the ground and they're out and they're meeting the people. Mm. And we're very fortunate, you know, for the likes of East Clare that, you know, we are very community police-based, you know, and that's that's what we still work upon and that's, that's what works um, for us in the area. And people are, are great, they're willing to talk to us um, and long may that last, you know, and um, it's important that we're down and, and talking to people as well and we're out and about. And, and yeah, and I suppose people realise as well that working closely with Angarda Shia Khan here in East Clare is good for everyone. 
Absolutely, mm. absolutely, you know, and it is, it's it's a large sub-district and it's a lot of it is rural, so we do depend on a lot of help and assistance from uh, the public when something does happen, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's a lot of roads that can be travelled and vehicles and so forth, and I have to say, you know, it's outstanding coming from um, either here in Killaloo, Scarf, um, Fecal, you know, Tulla, Kilkishan, um, we have massive support from the public that do ring in and assist us, you know, so, you know, it's, it's great, to be fair, and it's a, it's a lovely thing to have it's lovely to be able to be able to be there and talking to people you know what I mean that's really important that's very very important okay well um, Annette many thanks first of all for, for you know facilitating us here today for coming on the station uh, for supplying us with water <laughs> which we really needed today uh, and uh, good luck uh, in the future and please God we'll see you maybe in the studio at some stage before too long <laughs> you never know Jim thank you so much thank you so much for coming yourselves we really appreciate it and thanks a million for yourselves for everything you do for us because you're a great assistance no more than talking to people but the, the Scarif Bay is fantastic on a Saturday morning and we really appreciate it a lot comes out of it so thank you very much as well okay thank you